Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, God, for your many blessings on this past month. We've had a number of deaths in our congregation, and it's uh, only by the mercy and the grace of God that we are yet enduring. I want to give out strength to our Mother Jamison, who is a part of our panel member. Give out to um, Mother Connie Parker, who lost her daughter, and to our sister, Belle Mickles, who has lost her brother. We also want to give out a shout for our uh, sister, Diane, who has gone on to be with the Lord. We thank and praise God for his goodness and his mercy, for his loving kindness. We want to give honor to all the pastors and the co-pastors that are out there, to the people of God, asking that God will give them strength to endure. Now, I'm going to ask my husband if he would open with a prayer, and then we're going to begin the study of Jeremiah chapter 13. Mm-hmm. Father God, we come before, come before you first, giving you the honor, the glory, and the praise, God. And Lord, even as we study tonight, God, we pray, God, that you would take us in the way that you have us to be, God. And God, that we would give all to you, God, our mind, hearts, and soul, God. And God, through our words, that you would touch somebody, God. Lord, to tell them of your goodness and your mercy, God. And God, I ask you right now, God, look on us, God. Lord, look on each and every one that's out on the line, God. God, I pray that you open up the windows of heaven, God, and give them, God, all that their soul need, God. And God, I want to thank you once again, God, for this opportunity, God. Lord, just to be in the land of the living and to give it all to you, God. But God, truly, God, nobody but you could do it, God. And God, I thank you. I give you the glory. I give you the praise. I give you the honor. I give it all back into you today, God. Lord, not for us, but for your glory and for your honor, God. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank God for that beautiful prayer tonight. And we're going to start with Jeremiah um, 13. I'm going to read 1 through verse 10, and then the other panel members will pick up as we go along. Thus saith the Lord unto me, Go and get thee a linen girdle, and put it upon thy loins, and put it not in water. So I got a girdle according to the word of God, of the Lord, and put it on my loins. And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time, saying, Take the girdle that thou hast got, which is upon thy loins, and arise, go to the Euphrates, and hide it there in a hole of the rock. So I went, and I hid it by Euphrates, as the Lord commanded me. And I went... And it came to pass after many days that the Lord said unto me, Arise, go to the Euphrates, and take the girdle from thence, which I commanded thee to hide there. 
Then I went to the Euphrates, and I dig, and took the girdle from the place where I had hid it. And behold, the girdle was marred. It was profitable for nothing. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Thus saith the Lord, After this manner will I mar the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. This evil people, which refuse to hear my word, which walk in the imagination of their heart, and walk after other gods to serve them and to worship them, shall even be as this girdle, which is good for nothing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, God. Going back to the first verse, here we see that God gives Jeremiah another prophecy. And he tells him to go and put this linen girdle on him. And the linen girdle is the appointed attire, dress, for the priestly order. Mm-hmm. And if you want to reference it, it's listed in Leviticus in the 16th chapter in the first, vo- first fourth verse. He was not to put it into water, and he was not to wash it. And so it represents the deep-grained pollution of the people. Now, he went and got the girdle according to the word of the Lord, and he put it upon his loins, around his waist. And then uh, after doing so, the Lord came to him a second time in the same prophecy, telling him to take the girdle that he had given to him and to put it into a hole in the rock. Now, the hole in the rock was like a cleft because there were no fissures or, you know, like broken parts of rocks in Babylon. The place where Jeremiah hid the girdle must have been somewhere in the upper part of the river. So he went to the Euphrates, Jeremiah went to the Euphrates, as the Lord had commanded him, and he hid the girdle in the rocks. And it came to pass that many days after, and in this particular case, to show you that the time difference with us and the Lord is so far off our imagination, those many days that he referenced, that he mentions, actually references the 70 years of captivity that the people were put in. So he took, he did all that God told him to, and he went and got the girdle, took the girdle, and he put it into the rock. Then he went back after the Lord told him and digged and took the girdle from the place where God had first told him to hide it. And behold, the girdle was marred. It was so filthy and dirty that it was good for nothing. They couldn't do anything with it. So the word of God came to Jeremiah again, telling him, Thus saith the Lord, After this manner will I mar the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. Now the people had become so evil that they refused to hear the words of God. They walked in their own imagination, did whatever was in their heart. They walked after idol gods, other gods. They served them and worshipped them. Shall even be as a girdle, which is good for nothing. So after it had been in the rock for so long, the dirt and all the water and the wear and tear of it, it was filthy, and nothing could you couldn't get anything from it as far as worth. So this verse limits the application of the symbol, the girdle being the symbol. 
Only the ungodly and the idolatrous part of the people decayed at Babylon. The religious portion was strengthened and invigorated by the exile. And you can reference that in our future chapters of Jeremiah 24 and 5, in verse 5 through 7, where God tells us uh, how that the people were separated from the righteous and the evil. Hallelujah, God. Anyone want to comment on the first ten verses? He explained it good. Good. Okay. Uh, my husband said he'll take the second. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As far as the journey to cleave to the Lord as a rubber man, so have I called to cleave unto, unto me, the whole house of Israel, and the whole house of Judah, said the Lord that they might be upon uh, be upon me from the people and from my name, for my for my pride and for my glory, but they will not hear. Therefore thou shalt say say unto them these words, Thus said the Lord God of Israel, Every bottle shall be filled with wine, and they shall Say unto thee, Do we not surely know that every bottle shall be filled with wine? Then shall they say unto them, Thus said the Lord, Behold, I will fill them, fill all the habitat of this land, even the kings that sat upon David's throne, and the princes, the priests, and the prophets, and all of the habitats. Habitation of Judah with drunkenness, and I would gash them once against another. Even the father, the son together, said the Lord, I will not smite nor spare nor have mercy, but destroy them. Okay, and these are from the, uh, what he's saying here, from the, uh, from the, 10th chapter, 11. I mean, from the 11th chapter, okay, there. Both, both uh, Israel and Judah lost their lost the Lord because of sin and because they would not hear the words of the Lord. The bottles was a large, large skin made, of, uh, made from lamb skin or cow skin. The Holy Ghost instructed Jeremiah to take several skins, and bring them up until a strong line that they were to be filled with wine. The, drunk, the drunkenness spoken in this symbol, that the people were, were symbols that bottles, and the wine symbolized the wrath of God. And the Lord allowed them to follow their own instruction and other and other. And he wouldn't have mercy, but the Lord abandoned Judah, 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 and Jerusalem for not hearing what he had to say. And he also was saying they didn't want to pay that price, but they wanted the glory, they wanted the honor, and they wanted the praise. They wanted to do what they wanted to do instead of doing the will of God. But Jeremiah was being obedient. He didn't understand what God was saying to him, 
but he was obedient. And that's the way we are. We have to be now. We got to go regardless of what we see or what we what we think we know. We have to do what God tells us to do because God is the leader of us, and we are his children. And the only way that we can do that is to do what God tells tell us to do because we God know more than us. But the world now thinks they know more than God. And that's the way the people were in those days. We understand but. There's always that word but. But you can't say but. When God instructs you to do something, you move quickly. Because when you don't move, you sit there and think about it. And when you sit there and think about it, that's when flesh can come in. And and flesh will be able to take you in a way that God don't want you to lead. That's why I say everybody should know the voice of God. Some people say God don't talk to me, but God talks to everyone. He might talk to you in a different way, but he talks to you. But you just got to have an ear to hear. Amen. Anyone else want to elaborate on those verses 11 through 14? <coughs> Jameson, you want to say something or are you good? I'm okay, honey. Okay, Minister Chapman? No, I'm good, but I'd like to take the next four. Okay. I'm good, too. <laughs> okay, Jameson. Oh, all right. I've been on since the beginning. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but you, I just want to commend that you all are doing a great job. I done. Yeah, it's a good. The it's word hard. is good. And I, I just want to add to it's a wonder how God uses symbols. You know, mm-hmm. how He uses mm-hmm. symbols to um to to give us the, the spiritual interpretation. That's right. Of His word, and I, I just love. I'm just listening. You know, mm-hmm. how God gives uses symbols. He uses the girdle and and different things in the scripture. And, and throughout his throughout his word to give us to which he gave to Jeremiah the the correct interpretation of what he meant you know what it resembles mm-hmm. and what it really means and I, I I really love that and you know you just feast on the word as you hear it uh-huh. and I thank God you know the wine bottles and and the uh, the girdle it's just, it's it's really it's beautiful and only God can give the mm-hmm. true interpretation of give us. The revelation of what he made, what he what is meant in the scripture. Yes, yes. Because when you mentioned the bottle jar, it's sort of like the potter's vessel, and that's a new symbol. But he also mentioned about the girdle, which was also yes. a symbol. So that is very. I'm glad you brought that out. Very good. Minister Chapman. Amen. Verse fifteen. Hear ye and give ear. Be not proud, for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God before he cause darkness, and before your feet stumble upon the dark mountains. And while ye look for light, he turn it into the shadow of death, and make it gross darkness. But if ye will not hear it, my soul shall weep in secret places for your pride, and mine eyes shall weep sore, and run down with tears, because the Lord's flock, is carried away captive. Say unto the king and to the queen, Humble yourselves, sit down, sit down, for your principalities shall come down, even the crown of your glory. Amen. Amen. And if I could go back to verse 15, when it talks about, Hear ye and give ear and be not proud of the Lord, that was God telling him, that was God t- telling through Jeremiah that pride was the cause of their uh, calamity, mm-hmm. as humility is for the first step to obedience. 
You know, pride comes before a fall. That's the word of God. And then verse 16, it says, give glory to the Lord your God. That means repent before God and, and, and be obedient to God that you reverence his majesty. He's just telling us that we need to know who he is. And when we realize who he is and know who he is, then we will reverence him and be obedient to him. But unless you, unless you love him, you can't be obedient to him. Mm-hmm. And then he says, before he causes darkness. Now, the darkness he was talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, the darkness he was talking about is when they, when they was going to, it was going to be so dark that they're not going to be able to see in front of them. And that it, you know, and it's going to, and they're going to stumble and it's going to be a fatal blow for them because of uh, Nehemiah. I'm, I'm sorry. Nebuchadnezzar is going to come in and he's going to be vicious. And while he looked for light, he turned it into the shadow of death and made it gross darkness. Again, he's talking about the dark mountains and, uh, just like just like I said, he's going to make it so gloomy and shadowy that they're going to be stumbling against the opposing rocks before mm-hmm. they even see it. They're going to be stumbling on the rocks, and they can't even see the rocks because it's so dark. And then he talks about, amen, the shadow of death. My God. Mm, mm-mm. Amen. That was the, I, that was the deepest, densest uh, gloom, that death shade, you know, Light and darkness are images of prosperity and adversity. You know, light light comes from God. And we know that once once uh he has called us, we can't hide ourselves under a bush. But he also he also talks about the shadow of death, which is <clears throat> excuse me, which is um the adversity of being disobedient to God. And I think I had number seventeen. Oh yes, but if thou, but if ye will not hear it, my soul shall weep mm. in secret places for your pride, and my eyes shall weep sore and run down with tears because the Lord's flock is carried away captive. Captive. Again, we're talking about how He's going to be weeping before them when when He sees Nebuchadnezzar taking the captives. He's going to take them. You know he's gonna take all the young boys and and the you know and and uh, the the boys that have potential. He's gonna take them and they're gonna go away as captives. Mm-hmm. Did I have eighteen too? I'm sorry. I don't think I had eighteen. Oh uh, yeah, you had eighteen. Okay, okay, number eighteen. Um, amen. Mm-hmm. They're talking about the king. The king here. They're talking about. They're talking about joke. Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim. Mm-hmm. They're talking about that king in verse um, eighteen. They're talking about Joe. I don't think I'm pronouncing his name right. Jeconiah. Is it Jeconiah? Yes, J O H O I A C H I N. Oh, Or Jeconiah. It could be one of the same. Okay. You know? And then they're talking about the queen. The queen. And how how the queen is going to um, be with the king, and unless they humble themselves and mm-hmm. sit down, that you know that's a, the it's it's not it's it's not it's it's not going to be favorable for them. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. It says humble yourselves 
That is, ye shall be humble and brought low. God is going to humble them, but they're still going to they're still going to reap the benefits of being disobedient. See, you reap benefits, good or bad. You reap the benefits of being good by by being obedient. You're going to reap good, and then the obedience the obedience of being disobedient. You're going to mm-hmm. reap. So Amen. So they were saying so many words that they're going to be uh, the king uh, and his wife and his. Uh, Princes and all them, they're going to be in captivity uh-huh. from Jerusalem uh, to Babylon. Oh. And they would, uh, uh, even the, in a mighty land, the mighty land that, that they thought they had would, would be torn down. Uh-huh. Um, I just want to mention part where uh, here again we see God using both the symbols, which were natural, but each one of them were humiliating to the natural self-respect. Mm-hmm. Then we see in 13, when he talks about the dark mountains, rather the mountains of twilight, Judah is not walking upon a safe highway, which right. I mentioned, but it's upon a dangerous mountain. And the dust is closing around her, mm-hmm. means while it's light, she, uh, while then the light serves, let her return unto her God, but mm-hmm. still they don't want to do it. So they, while they're walking, and while ye look, it means that the light that you see, that you wait for, and he turn it to darkness, mm-hmm. into the shadow of death, which means that it's so dark you can't see, ye change it into clouded darkness. My God. Darkness you can sometimes see a little bit in front of you, but then mm-hmm. there's darkness where you can't even see your hand if you put it in front of it. And this was the darkness shadow of death that he was speaking of because they could have easily slipped and killed themselves. So then down in 17, it talks about the Lord's flock, which was the people carried away captives of Jeconiah, formed the Christian, the Jewish church. And as they were expressively told, whereas Zedekiah, and the people of Jerusalem possessed only the externals of God of the church, and it is not its reality. It means that they would rather believe something that was not true than to believe what God had said. And for this reason, that the 70 years of exile counts from Jeconiah's captivity. So, and in other words, this part that we're talking about now, if we look into the book of Daniel, we'll see that for 70 years they were in captivity. And the way that they were taking the young boys, the ones that they felt were proper and easy to be trained, were the ones that the king took into his castle and he taught them the language of their kingdom, which meant that they had to make a decision whether they were going to walk in the darkness where do the idol worship and all of that, or if they were going to stand firm on their belief with God. And this apparently ran for 70 years. And then when it talks about the queen or the mother, the word signifies literally the great lady. The king's mother took precedence of his wives. When he told them to sit down, it was degrading. It was like he was talking to, they put them into the position of being... They had no say so. It was nothing 
that they could do. They just had to obey what was being said. And the principalities for the ornaments of their heads, even the crown of your majesty was brought down. And that that part was very interesting. I learned now in Jeremiah that the book of Daniel coincides to what happened in Jeremiah. And I also learned that we see parts of the book of um, Isaiah in the book of Jeremiah. So it's true that the Bible ties itself together to bring about a whole story. So I couldn't just read Jeremiah without going back and cross-referencing into the book of Daniel. And I couldn't read Daniel without cross-referencing in the book of Isaiah. So as you study the Bible, you'll see that you have to go back and reference the scriptures that are referenced in your study guide so that you'll know exactly what the whole word is telling you. Yes, yes. Anybody else want to comment? Jane? Mother, Mother uh, Judy, you want to take the next five? Okay. Where does she stop at? Uh, 19 to 22. 19 to 22. Okay. The cities of the south shall be shut up, and none shall open them. Judah shall be carried away captive of all of it. (coughs) Shall be holy, carried away captive. Or is it holy? Holy, carried away captive. Lift up your eyes, and behold them that come from the north. Where is the flock that was given thee? Thy beautiful flock, what wilt thou say when he shall punish thee? For thou hast taught them to be captains, and as a chief over thee, shall not sorrows take thee as a woman in travail? And if thou say in thine heart, God bless, wherefore come these things upon me? For the greatness of thine iniquity are thy skirts. Women, the greatness of thine iniquity are thy skirts discovered, are thy skirts discovered, and thy heels make made bare. Is this how far you said to go on? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay, the cities carried away, captive all of it. Okay. Wait a minute. 19. Okay, the cities of the south shall be shut up, and none shall open them. Uh, Judah shall be carried away captive. Okay, it's like the Lord is saying, after they are, um, are captured, after they are carried away, that he will just close down everything. You know, um, I had read this before, and I'm trying to um, see how the Lord is uh, is telling them to get themselves together um, and look at yourselves and see what you're doing to yourself. See how you are... uh, um, Gee whiz, how you are wrecking your lives up, or how you are, um, gee whiz, 
You're not doing what I want you to do. You're so into sin. How is it? I can see it. You re- you finished, Mom? Go ahead. Go y'all go ahead. Yeah. Okay. The nineteenth verse uh, talks about uh, that the Lord is gonna shut them, shut up. Right. Shut up. So this, in other words, is telling them that even once once it happens, no man is gonna be able to open it up. Right. Talking about the cities of Negev, mm-hmm. district of Judah, they're right. blockaded and no one to raise the the siege. The captivity was the inevitable result of the capture of the fortified towns. An army entering from the north would march along the Shephala or Fertile Plain near the seacoast and would capture the outlying cities before it attacked Jerusalem, almost inaccessible among the mountains. That would be Judah. Right. And the 20th verse, it talks about uh, lift up your eyes and behold. Jerusalem is asked here, is asked where the cities, which once lay grouped round her like a goodly flock of sheep, was gone. The question implies blame. And then in 21, verse 21, it talks about what will they say, O Jerusalem, when he, Yahweh, shall set over thee the head those whom thou hast taught to be thy bosom friends, mm-hmm. powers whose friendship she has been courting will become her tyrant. See, they believed that these people were their friends, but God turned around and used what they believed to be their friends is to overthrow them. And did you do the 22nd? Mm, no, I didn't do twenty. Yes, I did. Okay, in my heart. Okay, here it's telling us it's ill-used, treated with violence. Right there, the long flowing robes worn by ladies of rank are to be laid aside. They're not going to wear them anymore. Just take them from them, that mm-hmm. they might do menial work. Now they used to be in the royal place and having people work for them, but here, now they're going to be the ones that are actually doing the work. Their legs are going to be bare. They're going to be just like slaves. And the ill uses of the heels is the having to tramp barefoot. Right, right. It's painful to women accustomed to the seclusion of the female apartments. Mm -hmm. So the thing that they were used to is no longer going to be. They are going to become slaves like people that they believe to be their friends going to turn around and make them their slaves and make them do what they want them to do. They're not even going to have a choice of whether they want to serve God or whether they don't want to serve God, even though some are going to maintain their love and belief in God. This is where the righteous and the sinner will be separated, and God is going to increase the prosperity of those that hold on to do his perfected will. Amen. Also said, like, like, even though the Babylonians lie uh, to the east, the invasion is going to come from the north. Uh The flocks that were given referred to the people of Judah. 
Mm-hmm. It all <clears throat> if the king and and his wives, if the king and the mother would have led the people to this beautiful flock, possibly would have followed. But they wasn't followed. However, they had no desire for spiritual things Mm-mm. and no desire of David to be holy for God. And also saying uh, uh, that the chief captains and the civil leaders, the civil rulers, of Nebuchadnezzar will now be the chief, will be chief over Judah. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that they have no, no say or nothing like that? And they, and, they don't, and they don't have the Lord to protect them, mm-hmm. and, they, and they are not going to show any pity. Mm-hmm. That means that they're going to do everything they want to do to them. Mm-hmm. And the idols cause this judgment. Mm-hmm. And bare feet with nothing, with nothing but to, uh, to express slavery. Amen. That they're going to be under the slavery. They're going to have no because they they have turned their back on God. They have did everything that God didn't want them to do. They had no desire. They weren't seeking to do nothing. They wanted to do what they want to do. So God Mm -hmm. had to come in and straighten things out. Amen. Amen. Anybody want to add to that? That was good. Good. Yes, yes. So, uh, Sister Jane, um, Yes. Okay, you want to take uh, 23 through 27? Okay. Okay. It says, Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Then may he also do good that are accustomed to do evil. Therefore will I scatter them as the stubble that passes away by the wind of the wilderness. This is thy lot, the portion of thy measures from from me, saith the Lord, because thou hast forgotten me and trusted in falsehood. Therefore will I discover thy skirts upon thy face, that thy shame may appear. I have seen thine adultery, thy neighing, the lewdness, all thy whoredom, and thine abominations on the hills of the fields. Woe unto thee, O Jerusalem! Will thou not be made clean? When shall it once be? And um, we know that in verse number 23 that it is impossible for a leopard to change its color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we we already know that and God is he's saying that um, once you have made up your mind to do evil, you really do not want to do no, I'm too ahead of myself. But it's impossible for the uh, leopard. Mm-mm, it's impossible for the leopard to change its color. And once you've made up your mind to do evil, mm-hmm. it's impossible for you to do good. You're mm-hmm. not going to do good. So uh, the people had already decided the way that they wanted to go, that they wanted to do evil rather than good, and they were accustomed. They'd already gotten their minds made up. They'd already made it up in their minds that they did not want a part of God, so they were accustomed to doing evil. And God said because of this, he's going to scatter them. Just like the wind blows uh, a person away or a thing away, they're going to be blown away in the wind because he's through with them um, and he will cast them into the wilderness because they don't want any part of God. 
So God said he's going to suffer them to be blown away, blown away in terror. They'll be eaten up with evil because God said they don't want any part of him. And um, um, this is thy lot, the portion of thy measures for me, saith the Lord. Thou hast forgotten me and trusted in falsehood. They decided that they did not want any part of God. They want to play the harlot. They don't want any part of God, and God is tired of them. He's not playing with uh, with them, with with his people anymore. And he has decided that he sees that they want falsehood. They they don't want truth. They want fakeness. They they don't want they don't want reality. They don't want the word. They don't want prophecies. So God is done with them. And therefore, I will discover thy skirts upon thy face. And this is, this is another symbol. He's saying that um, whereas they might have thought that they were hiding their sins, he said, I'm going to pull their skirts. I'm going to really show who they really are. I'm going to show that they're committing adultery. I'm going to show it to everybody that they're committing adultery. They're committing all these these evil things, and they're thinking that nobody knows about They're committing this sin and that sin. But God said, I'm going to pull the cover. Sometimes we, we hear... Um, the God's gonna pull the cover off of somebody or something, you know. But here God said, I'm gonna pull I'm gonna I'm gonna pull their skirts from, from their faces. I'm gonna I'm gonna let the world see that they're committing adultery, all of the filthy things that they're doing, all of the disgraceful things that they're doing. I'm gonna let the world see just how filthy they are. They are an adulterous um people and I'm gonna let the world see exactly what they're doing and they're all of those abominations that they are doing, I'm gonna let it let it be known. I'm gonna let it be seen. And he said, "Woe, woe me!" He is upset with them. He's done with them. He's through with them. And I, <laughs> I thank God that He's not saying woe to us today. Amen. But, but it's gonna come a time that God is gonna say woe, because uh-huh. um, God said in, in in the days of your trouble, if you don't come to Him, God is like warning us now. He's warning us. In the storms, he's warning us. Nature is telling us. Nature itself, creation is telling right. us that yeah. God is soon to come. Even if you don't read it, creation has told us mm-hmm. that God is upset with his people because we have decided, just as these people have decided to walk in their own way. So pretty soon and soon and soon coming, God is going to say, woe unto these people. Like he said, woe unto old Jerusalem. Will are you going to be made clean? So God is giving us the opportunity now to become clean, to get mm-hmm. to to repent of our sins, to uh, yes, ask God to have mercy upon us. In, in you know, in a day and time like this, and Amen. in a day and time like this, uh, there are people who are hiding, thinking that they're hiding, but God is giving us the opportunity now to repent, to stop our evil ways, and come to Him. Amen. I like in uh, the 23rd verse where it talks about um, if a leper can change his spot. And he uses a system of the uh, symbol of Judah's calamity by repentance. But then it tells us no because the sins are too inverterate by the Ethiopian, not the Hebrew, Cushite. Is meant not the Kusite of Arabia, but of Africa, the Negro. So that means that their sin is so dark 
which is the Negro, because he's dark and the Kushite of Arabia is of a fairer skin, that they can't change the color of their skin because of sin. It's turned their skin from this proper color to a dark color. And then it talks about how um, the broken straw is separated from wheat after the grain has been trampled out by the Sometimes it causes, it was burned as useless, and other times left to blow away by the wind. And that means it, it was of naught, nothing. It meant nothing. So uh, I appreciate the fact that God broke this all down. And he also, when I was reading in 1325, he referenced Ruth 3 and 15, and then he referenced Ruth 3, 17, and Genesis 38 and 14, where it goes back to confirm what is being said here in the book of Jeremiah, that it was first mentioned in the book of Genesis and Job 11, and then it was mentioned in Ruth 3.15 and 3.17, and brought all the way up into uh, Ruth 4.1, when it talks about Boab, who was the, um, over the fields of the wheat. And they did the threshing and all. So um, it's very important that we understand that when we read these scriptures, right. to read the fine print in your margins or down the middle of your Bible, mm-hmm. and then go and reference them so that you can get the full understanding of what God is saying when he writes these things. And if it wasn't important, he wouldn't have put it in the margins for us to go back and read okay. it. But I thank God for each of you explaining the Word of God, and my husband has something he wants to say. All I got, all I have to say, is like we're we're just like a leopard now. We cannot change our spots. Right. Only God can change us. Nobody can change us but God. But also tell of the great troubles that was coming upon Judah that would be be the scattering process. That means everything gonna be going all wild and everything. And everything, but also say the falsehood, the falsehood contained to the idols, and the false apostles, and the deceitful workers, and the Satan ministers. They didn't have no desire to do what it And so Judah had had to be shamed. The Lord now, because he had to bring them in, he had to bring them down because. Was so up high that he had to just bring them bring them down to a low point. Because Judah had committed spiritual adultery, Amen. and those hormones and uh, adulterers had to, had not slightened at all. They had showed to be a great a greater evil than even before. Amen. And God had to just come down and he had to step in because God had got to the point where. We are like today. We'll get but so far and so far, and then we'll just wash our hands. And that's the way God did. God washed his hands on on Judah, that they would come into this place. Because sometimes, as long as you're doing good and God is elevating you, you really don't need God. That's how the world is now. If I'm doing good, I believe in God, but there's always a but. But when you put your faith in God, regardless of through the good times, the bad times, or whatever, that's when God can use you. God, Judah, and Jerusalem was founded on God. 
They was founded to do the will. God brought them in that they would serve him. But they turned their back on you. And that's the way it is now. God is bringing a lot of us in. And as long as we're doing good and doing this. But when things do go bad, I can say friends, loved ones, or whatever they say this, that's when you turn your back on God. God wants you to be strong regardless of the bad times or the good times. And Amen. that's when God can use you. Amen. It's important that we maintain our integrity in God. Yes. And that's exactly what this particular chapter was saying. Do anyone else want to comment before I give you a quick quiz? Um, I, I wanted to, um, I forgot to add this little part uh-huh. where it says, uh, verse 26, Therefore will I discover thy skirts upon thy face, that thy shame may appear. It's also in the book of Nahum, yeah. the third chapter and the fifth verse. And it says, Behold, I'm against thee. Mm-hmm. the Lord of hosts, and Amen. I will discover thy skirts upon thee, thy face, and I will show the nations thy nakedness and the kingdoms thy shame. Amen. Mm-hmm. I had that noted, too. And it's also in Revelation, the 19th verse, 1 through 2. So we see that uh, everybody's been working hard to have their cross-references, and that's very, very encouraging. Beautiful job tonight. Now I want to see how many can answer the questions I have for you. For the same chapter? Yep, same chapter, chapter 13. (laughs) And I only have four tonight, so I'm being very lenient. (laughs) Number one, what object did God use to show Jeremiah how he would mar the the pride of Judah? You have to have the verses. Tell me where it's found. Verse 9. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> verse 9. Nope, 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 nope. It was the first I thought it gave you a hint when I said verses. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, 1 through 3. Nope. Close. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. 4. Take the girl. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Oh, boy. 4 and... Now, he gave instructions for him to do everything with the girdle. 4 and 5. 4 and 5. No, you're guessing. Okay, repeat your question again. Yeah, go, do it again. I was going to say that. What object did God use to show Jeremiah how he would mar the pride of Judah? Okay, that's in nine. And he showed you the final part of it, but he told, gave Jeremiah instructions throughout the first. I'll give you the answer. Okay. Oh, it's verse 7. Two, three, seven, yeah. verse seven. No, verses 1 through 10. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Oh, man. We uh, had it already, y'all. <laughs> uh, if you look, it, it tells him to get the girdle, not to wet it, and it tells him to take it off, and then he goes to the rock and he buries it. After 70 yeah. years, he goes back and gets it, That's and it's marred. Dirty, filthy, and that's in the 10th chapter. Yes, it is. It's in a hole. I'm sorry. Okay, that's one yeah. against you guys. You only got three more now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, what was God going to do with the inhabitants of Jerusalem? It's what was 13. God going to do with the inhabitants of Jerusalem? Verse 13. Okay. Yeah. 13 alone? No. no, verse 13, well, 14. Very good. Okay. Very good. 
Yep, I see those. To all of Judah, what would happen to all of Judah? Boy, Lord. Oh, that's a question? Yes. Okay, number 19. All right. Very good. Very good. Go ahead, Miss. All right, Mary. All right, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) I see how you're doing it. (laughs) Someone compared who is accustomed to doing evil but trying to do good. 23. Amen. Very good. You go, you go. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, uh, you like it better when we do the quiz right after than yep. the, yes. Uh, yes. Okay. yes, we do. And you should grade us with it too, then. <laughs> Amen. I didn't, I didn't hear anything coming from the back. Your old part in the back there. I didn't hear Anybody uh, have any more they want to add to it? Um, it's been a very good study tonight. I appreciate all of you supporting, all of you participating, giving me your comments, answering the quiz. You've been a beautiful class tonight. I want to know if anybody want to add anything to it, something you might have forgotten to say you want to include in this study. I, I just want to add, add that, um, as you said, our instructor um implied earlier that it is so important to reference the scriptures yeah. as well as mm-hmm. the your symbols that's used. Sometimes we overlook it, but it really gives you revelation of what God's word is truly saying. Because yes. sometimes we read it and we overlook it. We just, But you have to look at, the, like our instructor said, the time in which things happen and the symbols which gives you clarity of what is actually happening in the scripture. And um, I, love, I, 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 I love that part, you know, because it's like we're digging deep into the word. Mm-hmm. It's not a shallow, it's we're into the depth of the word. Because, um, And I like the fact that we are going at a certain depth into the word because when time for us to expound the word of God, we need to be go into depth, yes. the yes. depth of the word, in order to mm-hmm. to to show God's people how it applies to our living today. Yeah. Now, who would have thought when he mentioned the Euphrates River yeah. that the people that he was talking about were actually going to be um, Ethiopians? Right. And who would have thought the Kushite? had two different types of people, the one that was of Africa and the one that was of Asia, the two right. different types of people. So it's, it is interesting to, uh, when you deep a little digger than just the surface of the scriptures, and I think that's what God means when he says a good Berean studies the word of God. Yeah, references. out what the word means, and in order to do that, you got to go, Further than I'm not talking about going out and getting all these books. No, no, no. Search the scriptures within the Bible to explain yes. the scriptures you're reading, and I, I'm very glad that you guys are doing that, making it more interesting than just reading the scripture and giving part of its interpretation. Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to say something, Minister Chapman? Were you going to say something? 
I was just going to thank God for the study. I thank God for what he's doing in our lives, how we are uh, getting more in-depth with the word, because, you know, a lot of people, they just want us to kind of like sometimes paraphrase it, and it's not Mm -hmm. paraphrase it because he wrote everything in the Bible for a purpose, every word. And I really like like it when we take the time and we really explain some meanings of the word. And uh, I'm hoping next week... Maybe we can explain how he 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 uh, tied up his learns, his learns, right. his learns. Because I was looking at that, and that's a very interesting thing. Because they started out with tunics, and right. then they made it into yeah. shorts. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's good because a lot of people don't understand. They had the long the long the long uh, robes, but right. amen when it came to battle, they. They they rolled them bad boys up and they, they went into battle. You know they they had pants. They didn't trip. See, because a whole lot of people they they just think they fought in those long. No, they didn't. No, they tied them up and oh, girded no. them up. And when they had that girdle on them, mm-hmm. it it didn't come down. Mm-hmm. So I you know I I thought that's very important. You know that yeah. you know because like a lot that. of people just think that they just wore the long tur uh turnip oh, with the sandals and whatnot. And Amen. I I think it's very good to explore every word because right. every word has a meaning and it can give it can give li- it can give life mm-hmm. to the to the reader. Yeah. And it, it it is it will excite you. And when you have your when you have your dictionary with you and your study Bible then right. you can just go ahead and do all of that, and then you can really put it into, I like detail. Yes. yes. Amen. Um, that's, that, that's me. Amen. Because our God is a detailed God. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah, they pull that skirt of that uh, robe up in the middle of their legs and pull it through the skirt. And they got busy. Uh-huh. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> they went to war. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very good. Mother Jameson, you want to say something before we close out, or are you good? Well, I had uh, been reading uh, some of my, um, uh, in my study Bible, how they were saying that people have been so accustomed to doing evil that they had lost their ability to change. Uh-huh. God never rejects those who sincerely turn to him. And so God is warning them to repent before it becomes impossible uh-huh. to change. I say we, we 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 must never put off until tomorrow. Amen. Hey, amen, amen. Beautiful. Well, you guys have been a perfect class tonight. Very good, enthusiastic, excited, and you made me excited. And <laughs> that chat always excited. Yeah, <laughs> I learned quite a bit. So um, I'm gonna. You want to say something? Yeah, but also ask some of those ones that's listening. Please say something. <laughs> not just for us, it's for everyone, you know. Yeah. We don't know everything. I'm learning, and I know everybody up here learning. And some things that you can help us with. We're all here to get even closer to God. We're saying we we know some other people on the line. I, I know that. Yes, yes. But just open up. If you don't say nothing, but speak. Give me your name or whatever. Just let us know, and God bless you. Okay. Well, I'm going to close out with prayer tonight. Uh, no, I'm going to let our uh, evangelist Chapman, Minister Chapman, close out in prayer tonight. Yes. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we bless your name, and we thank you, Father God, for all the things that you have done this day, Father God. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Father God, for giving us a heart, Father God, to study your word and to just be obedient to you, Father God, as you move on us, God. God, we pray in the name of Jesus. If we have done anything that was not pleasing in your sight this day, Father God, Forgive us, Father God, and bring it back to our remembrance, Father God, that we may go and beg the person that we erred in wrong, God. In Jesus' name, we give you the glory. We thank you for our pastor. We thank you for all the listeners out to, out tonight, Father God. And, God, we just say, reign, Jesus, reign. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you the glory and the honor in all things. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Love you all. God bless you. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.